0: Year. Oh, yeah. uh, I was going to do a much more subdued version of that but sorry I'm glad you've had your coffee
1: happy happy new year
0: <laughs> happy new year 2020
1: well, welcome to the new year everyone
0: we need like some it doesn't mind. feel
2: like 2020 yeah it really doesn't feels it's a little crazy. blurry I don't know. yeah <laughs> it feels the, like 2019
1: to me I don't the know the whole thing <laughs> I guess everybody's <laughs> picking up on that now
0: that we're definitely recording the 2019, definitely. Still. <laughs> 2019. Yeah. so it's not even... Cra- I mean yeah
1: but as we're listening to us, Hunter, if you're
3: we'll listening to media. this in the future, 2020, Google. I'm trying to think of a good, a good, uh, <laughs> Put something the book to tell down. myself. Yeah. <laughs> Put, the Put the book, book down. down, man. Bet There's on LSU. There's a big world out there. Go all in on LSU. I'm telling you, it's worth it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they got beat by Oklahoma like right before this comes out. Or something. <laughs> Stay tuned. Anyway, mm. all right. Uh, we're not done talking about goals. It's a big topic. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have to motivate. To
1: to set goals, but then setting a goal is uh, you know as GI Joe says is only half the battle. You got to you got to mo-
0: you got to motivate to differ- differentiate. You know that's exactly what I'm that's talking what about. Stocks have taught me. You know yeah, diversifying, yeah. translating. Here we go. Here we go. Keep going. Yeah. You're doing great. You're, You're doing, doing great, great man.
1: And we're all enjoying sitting here watching you struggle. That's the beat. That was my goal. My goal is for you to talk more on the podcast, and and I'm watching it happen.
0: More outside the boxes, and I'm your man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we're, so we're just gonna we're gonna leave all the inside the box jokes for Chase. We're just gonna leave those. We wore those out in 2019. We're just gonna let it be what it is, man. You're you're our podcast guy. You keep things rolling. You make mm. sure that we actually, if we put an opinion out there, that is. Not founded or correct. You're going to interrupt us and correct that.
0: If people knew how much stuff I've deleted, purely because you just kind of start rambling. <laughs>
1: so do yeah. I need to ramble again? You're going to delete that other rambling.
0: I knew you knew me, man. I'm not editing as much. That's a good ramble.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, that's like my specialty. I think that's what I bring to the thing. You know, if only
0: people knew how many f
3: bombs Ben dropped. Ben, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Here's what I think my role is. You know, when you're listening to a podcast, there's inevitably there's going to be a point where you're listening and you have to turn it down because someone interrupts you and they have to ask you a question or something, normally you would have to hit pause, but on the podcast that I'm on, you just let that thing keep rolling because you're like, well, Ben's going to talk for the next five minutes. I can turn this down, let the episode keep going, turn it back up, and I'm right back in. I didn't miss a thing. Yep. That's the goal. I do a
0: lot of splicing with what you talk about. It's just kind of making coherent statements from your stuff.
1: It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Yeah. All right, so what are we talking about? I don't That's know. The we're question. three minutes in. Why not? Why not? Let's pick a topic. Step uh, two. Step two. How
0: to achieve your goals.
1: Oh man, part I'm two. out. I'll see you guys next episode.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> uh, we're we're past the fun part now. It's now now it's time to get down to the nitty gritty. Yes. Yeah,
1: so, uh,
0: as as uh, Chris says, brass tacks. Brass
3: tacks. Brass tacks.
1: This is the press filled episode. Like That's here. right. This is how you actually. What are mean?
0: brass tacks? What is that?
1: Um, it's a long story from antiquity. It's probably something you wouldn't be interested in. Hunter's read a book about it. He could tell you. It, uh, it's an old wooden ship.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Many of our answers <laughs> sailed over here on the brass tack.
0: <laughs> the niña, the pinta,
1: and the brass tacks. <laughs> it's
0: got a qu- good Spanish ring. Quite a it. ring, yeah. yeah Scholars yeah. maintain that uh, the, the,
1: the meaning was lost centuries ago. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I have a new goal. My goal is when I go to the family Christmas to use that exact phrase. <laughs> scholars <laughs> scholars maintain and then anything that happens after
3: that. Well, in fact, Becky, the scholars maintain <laughs> <laughs>
1: is santa claus even real uncle ben
2: well timmy <laughs> scholars
1: maintain
2: that is replacing uh, google machine we kyle we're doing fantastic <laughs> best episode of the year oh my oh yeah <laughs> hey, hey certainly of 2020 all right let's circle the wagons Where hey i that might even be a dad, dad by now That's let's kinda circle crazy.
1: the brass tax wagons uh yeah man you got any advice for your
0: f- f- future chase Uh, Oh, more wipes. (laughs) That's that's good advice. For you or the baby? (laughs) Can never... Both. (laughs) Wipes are underrated for the male anatomy. Mm, Dad, we should do a whole episode on (laughs) that. We should. Dude wipes. Speaking of goals. Somebody should invent those, dude
1: wipes. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Let's talk about goals. So... Setting a goal is one thing, figuring out how to get there is another, totally different skill set. We're going to talk about that this episode. How do we help people who actually said last episode, all right, I'm going to do this, I'm going to pay attention to some advice, and they're about to walk into 2020. How do we break these goals down? How do we get to the goals that we're setting, especially if we're looking at annually?
3: Um, I I think the first thing you got to do is figure out what do I need to do? on a daily basis that's gonna get me closer to that goal. And then you need to monitor that um, relentlessly. Um, so, one thing that you talk about, Ben, that really resonates with me, and it's, you know, a lot of this stuff is from Atomic Habits book, if you if you wanna read that book. It's it's just so good, but... That'd be it, a great first step, actually. Yeah, read, read that read book. Yeah. Read yeah. Atomic Habits right. and then apply. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but you talk about when you wanted to get up at 5 a.m. and you have a uh, calendar, and you, every day you do, you put a big red X. Mm -hmm. on it. And so that's, you're, you're, you're giving yourself a a reward for getting up in the morning of being able to mark that X. And you can also measure your progress and you can also see the days that you didn't get up because you don't have an X on the thing. And so it's very visual. And so it's figuring out what you need to do on a daily basis and tracking that consistently. And so, um, if we get, we can go back to the, to the weight loss example, if I want to lose you know, a hundred pounds in a year, what do I need to do? Okay. So then we would say, okay, well, you need to be tracking your food. First off, you need to make sure you're eating the right right amounts of foods and the right quality of food. You need to be exercising, you know, X amount of times per week. And then you need to do that consistently over time. And so it's figuring out what do I need to do consistently and then figuring out a way to track it and make, make sure that I do it every single, you know, every single week review, every single week review. And so, Um, something as simple as a calendar where you put a check, um, you can create yourself a checklist, which is something I've done before, where you can kind of go back at the end of each week and check off every day that you did something. Um, but that's going to hold you accountable and keep you, you're, you're able to see your progress and get away from the macro view and get into the micro view of if I do this consistently over time, I'm eventually going to achieve this, this goal.
1: Yeah. The, the checking on the calendar for me too, goes, Even beyond that, because I'll get in my own mind, and this directly correlates to the way that I handle fitness, too. um, The goal may be, all right, I'm going to be in the gym four days a week. uh, But I lose track of that goal because I start thinking about how did the workouts go? Well, that wasn't the goal. The, The goal wasn't to have optimal performance every single workout. And I'm the same way when I'm at my desk in the mornings it's not exactly how, how did things go? Some mornings are going to be more productive than others or more meaningful than others. But the cue that I'm giving myself visually doesn't take any of that into account. It's just, was I here awake at this time to put that X over that next number? And that helps me kind of settle down about the, uh, the quality, you know, if my goal was quantity based, um, you know, uh, intelligently quantity-based, then that's the thing I need to be doing visually to give feedback. Uh, Fitness Pal for me was a little bit uh, problematic in that way because I, I wasn't looking at it saying, well, you know, I tracked for this many days in a row. I was looking at the smaller numbers like, oh, I missed this, I missed that, mm-hmm. I missed this. And it, it kind of got me turned around. So yeah. the stuff that you're saying that you're marking daily, I would say you need to pepper some stuff in there that doesn't really take into account necessarily... The quality, you're focusing on the quantity, especially if it's a, a new habit in that way.
3: You need to focus on what's in your control. So if if you're coming into the gym every day and focus on where you finish on the leaderboard, well, that's not really in your control. You can only control what you get. You can't control what everybody else get. But what you can control is whether you come in every day or not, whether your name is on that board. And so focusing on that, and that's gonna you're going to be able to build momentum and build wins day after day after day. Um, by doing something like that, same thing with with food. If you're tra- you know track, one goal can be to track your food every day. It's as simple as uh, putting in MyFitnessPal and it shows you your streak. You know there's somebody that has almost five year streak on FitnessPal, um, which is incredible. Um, and then, you know just by the fact that you're doing it every day, you're gonna eat better. And then, you know you can also say, well I need to make sure I fall within these ranges, which is something we do with our our uh, Body challenge every year with is they get a, a checklist um, where they check off every day that they uh, log their food, they check off every day that they're within, um, I think it's either five or 10% of their macros for the day. They check off every day that they get 100 ounces of water, they check off every day that they get in bed eight and a half hours, and they check off every day that they're eating, um, um, not or, you know, I, I think it's like not eating sugar or eating High quality food, or something like that. But there's five things that they check off every day, and then, lo and behold, at the end of the challenge, the people who make the most progress are the ones with the most check marks off. So the the end result is because of the the daily disciplines that they're doing every single day. And so figuring out what whatever it is. So say um, I want to have a thousand dollars in my savings account at the end of the year. Okay. Well, how much do I need to put back a month? Okay. So what is that? Forty bucks a month that I need to move into my set. Is that right? Forty. It's a lot of
1: math. Who cares? Yeah. I however, however 100
3: hundred bucks a close month, enough. whatever is close enough. Yeah, ninety bucks a month, whatever. So, um, okay. So I need to make sure every month I put this much, or you you can even break it down into weeks. Every single week I need to put this much in there, and so then you check it off, and then at the end of the year you'll you'll have that. That's that's. Uh, I'm reading this book called The Four Disciplines of Execution, and they talked about um, leading measures versus lagging measures. And a leading measure would be, if you're trying to lose weight, would be working out an exercise. The lagging measure would be your weight. And most people just measure the lagging measure. But by the time time you actually are looking at the scale, there's nothing that you can do to affect that number. It is what it is. How you can affect that number in the future is by changing your habits and routines um, now. And so instead of focusing on the end result, the scale, focus on what can I do um, day to day that's going to affect that.
1: That number. So this takes a lot of time with the process you're describing. Yeah, uh, it does. It's not just slapping a goal down on on a sheet of paper or on, on the notes in your phone. You're actually talking about taking these goals, these big goals that we discussed last episode, and breaking them down into basically 24 hour metrics. That's quite a process, right?
3: Yeah, it, it is. And um, like I talked about with with my books last episode, I made sure you know 100 is a lot, but two a week that's something I can wrap my brain around. And so as long as I know if I'm finishing two a week, every week I'm going to hit my goal. And, and so it's breaking things down into something that you know you can measure and quantify. Um, and, and I'll break that down even further. I need to make sure I'm – Uh, you know, setting a time every day where I'm actually doing this and like putting it on the calendar, like, all right, in the morning, I'm going to do this for 30 minutes or at night, I'm going to do this for 30 minutes or whatever, and go ahead and putting that in and making sure you do it every day. Um, And that's, you know, set, you know, setting the habits that are going to lead to the result that you want.
1: Yeah. I think a big part of this too, is that um, we these days are less and less able to imagine things, especially if it's at a larger scale, we're kind of losing the ability to be able to do that because of how quick information transfers these days. But when you get down to that 24-hour cycle, you can imagine what it's like to walk through a day where you're like, all right, every day at 5 a.m., I'm going to have to read. Every day at 3.30, I'm going to have to show up at the gym. Every day at 10 p.m., I'm going to have to get in bed. That allows you to take a pretty accurate assessment about how it's going to change your daily rhythm this really big goal that is a hundred pounds in a year or shape of your life by a particular age, all that stuff is, is so big. I think people get lost in being able to put themselves in it. And it seems to me to be pretty valuable in the process that you're talking about. If I can walk through one of those days in my imagination and say, okay, I'm setting myself up to fail there because I know I'm not going to be able to do this particular thing. Maybe I need to adjust this bigger goal because the 24 hours won't, really won't allow me to do that on a consistent basis Mm -hmm. that way i don't have to go through that literal emotion of trying this for two weeks and being a failure by mid-january that's
3: that's really that's a really good point setting something that isn't you're not going to be able to get to because you just can't fit in your schedule um that's that's so big and then also when if if you if it is important you know setting the big rocks first in place because you know we all know what happens the day-to-day like the urgency of the day-to-day comes along and we get swept, pulled this way and pulled that way. But if we go ahead and set the important um, things that we're going to do on our calendar and build everything around it, it's it, like magic. It all seems to, to fit in. But if you, if you just say, oh, I'm going to work out tomorrow, but don't say a specific time, um, then it's going to be a lot more likely that you're going things are going to come up and you're going to, you get pulled away and not go.
1: Yeah. One thing I've noticed has forced me to do as well is is talk to the people that are in my circle about those new rhythms uh, because one of the largest obstacles to the goals that we set is not necessarily our internal motivation. It's the motivations of the people around us and expecting us to operate in our lives the same way as we have before. Let's take chasing as Canes habit, for instance. Um, <laughs> people are going to expect Chase to swing by Canes a, a particular amount of times per week, and we're going <laughs> to jump on that bandwagon at least one lunch per week and say, hey, when you, next time you go to Canes, let me know. Uh, cause it'll be within the next 48 hours. So if that, if that changes, see how smoothly I did that. Yes. Yeah, incredible. Um, uh, so funny example, but it actually has been true for me. Like it, we fall into rhythms and the people around us depend on those rhythms. So if we change that without informing other people, um, even our friend base, I'm not even talking about people who have uh, spouses, but if we change those rhythms without informing other people, we are pre pre-programming resistance to that new habit. So a lot of times that information transfer can be really, really important, which means you have to have thought about it long enough to be able to articulate, hey, I'm shooting here, and this is a big one inside of my house. I'm shooting to be in bed by ten o'clock every night. Mm-hmm. Well, if I handle most of my next day prep from ten forty five to eleven fifteen PM, then I'm dropping the ball for a lot of other people. So that means I gotta back it up. So now I'm participating less in the in the family rhythm before kids get in bed. You know, it just it can be a very, very dangerous game, changing how you're participating in your relationships without letting people know.
3: There's two points I want to make on this, and this is one of the main points I want to talk about. Um, once you set your goals, is finding a few people to share them with who are going to hold you accountable, mm-hmm. um, because then, like you said, it's somebody that has a big part of your life and they can, um, they can, you know, call you out if you're not doing what you say you're going to do, and. Ask check up with you and ask how your progress is going on something, but I think one mistake that a lot of people make is to tell tons of people what they're going to do.
0: They get and the the kick. Or
3: you the, get a dopamine. I account. mean, you get a dopamine response every single time you tell somebody, um, "I'm going to do this." If you feel good, and then eventually, you don't even need to do it anymore because you've gotten so much feel good from telling other people you're going to mm-hmm. do it that you don't you don't need to do it anymore because you already in your mind have already gotten the 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 dopamine benefits of Of actually accomplishing it and so like people will post on social media and tell the world that I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that when they're getting so like they get all these likes and comments that's awesome and that they get so they feel really good about themselves because I'm going to do this. Well, they don't need to do it because they've already got the the, the, um, the benefits of achieving it without actually having to do the work and people do that and they tell every, everybody, I would encourage you to set your goals and only tell a few people and tell people that really matter to you and, and ask them to hold you accountable. Another strategy for that is, is to give somebody permission to, um, to like there's some kind of penalty if you don't do something. So it can be, I've, I've heard of people paying, saying, telling their trainers, hey, every day I don't come to train, um, you can charge me $50 or $10 or whatever the case would be. you know, it Obviously it depends on on you, but like, so if you don't show up, they're charging you 50 extra bucks or 10 extra bucks or whatever, like a, a, a tax. Or I've heard of some people say, if you, uh, I, I heard one example of this guy said he wasn't gonna hit the snooze button. And his friend said, every time you hit the snooze button, uh, you're i'm going to i have access to your account and i'm going to make a $100 donation to this presidential candidate that you hate. <laughs> and, and so oh, he, wow. yeah, and so like he so did it one time. Most people he, like all the presidential yeah, candidates. He yeah. so he, he did it one time, he hit the snooze button so his friend donated this money to this campaign for the the guy he did not want to win. <laughs> and that was the last time he ever hit the snooze button cuz he was so <laughs> mad about it. He's like, "I gave money to the guy that i hate, you know." And so something like that, like something that's <laughs> that's going to really uh hurt and like have an impact on you and giving people permission to do that to you. Like that can be a very powerful motivator. And it's like, Hey, Ben, if you don't show up at the gym tomorrow, like I have permission to, um, call Echo you out while on you're on Sunday. On. Yeah. yeah. Call yeah. you out like on, on, st- while you're while you're preaching on Sunday, Bam, where were you Thursday? You know, something like that. <laughs> that that's going to embarrass you. You know, like, I mean, that's an extreme sounds like example. A, sounds like a job for Steven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, he kind of already does Jeez. that anyway. <laughs> <He died>. <laughs> really, <laughs> But you know, a couple of big points here. Don't tell everybody. Only tell a few people that you really trust and can mm-hmm. hold you accountable. And number two, give them the um, the ability to hold you accountable and give them the power to um, assign you some type of repercussion if you don't do what you say you're going to do.
1: Yeah, man, our, our coaches used that in high school to great effect. You know, if you're late, then you have to do this before we even get started. Or the one that affected me the most uh, during that time was if, if I'm late, Everyone else has to do, and you got to watch.
3: Gotta watch. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I remember they used to do that. Those dudes were never late again. They're standing over there, and everybody else is running sprints, and they're screaming, "I can't believe you did this!" You know, you're late, and you know you don't think that person was uh, was not 15 minutes early, early to practice every single day after that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Watching other people have to go through something based on your mistake—that's yeah. a very difficult reinforcement. But I love that idea, man, because there's something about uh, secrecy that kind of motivates you even more. Like I've, I got a game plan. I got a path here that other people don't even know about. Mm -hmm. And then that dopamine rush hits when you haven't been running your mouth about it. But five months into the year, somebody pulls you aside and says, Hey man, I'm, I'm noticing something here. What's this about? And then you get to tell them, man, that that's the big rush because you get that reinforcement of, I haven't had to run my mouth. You just see the changes, you know, that's, that's pretty big. Mm -hmm. So how about this part, though? I've been curious about this even since last episode. I feel like in my life, when I'm setting goals and I start to break them down, the thing that sabotages me the most is that I haven't taken an accurate assessment of where I was in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not I'm not quite the athlete that I'm giving myself credit for or um, this goal is actually based in a strength, so it's going to be a little bit easier for me to get there. Would you guys recommend taking these goals and giving them to somebody you trust and saying, Hey, do you feel like this matches where I am? Would you take even that step?
3: I think that could be a good strategy. You know, another one that I've heard of people doing is, um, going to somebody they trust and being extremely vulnerable and saying, Hey, what are my blind spots? What, what, what do I, what, what do other people think about me? Because we all have this own, um, vision of ourselves in our head. And a lot of times what other people see us as is completely different than what we, what we think we're portraying or what we see ourselves as. And then like, what in your mind, what are the three areas of my life that I think I need to work on the most? And, uh, and then, you know, giving them complete ability to, to be honest with you. I think that's a strategy or you can just go and say, look, here's my list of goals. I picked these three. Do you think these are the three that are best for me? Or do you think I should focus on something else? I think that's I think that's a good strategy, but at the end of the day, you have to pick something that motivates you and excites you and gets you um, wanting to, to to do it. And you can't pick what somebody else thinks you should do if you really don't think that you should do that, if that yeah, makes sense. Yeah,
1: that's true. I mean, you can't borrow other people's motivation, but it, I think what the, the implication of either one of those strategies, though, and this is a difficult call out for all of us, is that you have to be in relationship with someone mm-hmm. or a group of people enough to do either one of those things. Yeah. You, know? so, you
3: can't just go ask somebody who you barely know, somebody they're gonna be like, What's uh, wrong with you, man? Sure, man. Good job. Yeah, go for <laughs> it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs>
1: this is awkward. Whatever ends this conversation. So being able to participate in relationships, setting goals, and we we kind of touched on this last episode, but setting goals in isolation is is not a good idea. You know, uh, just wrapping your mind around that idea of I'm gonna set goals. And I'm eventually going to have to bring other people into this, even if it is a smaller group. And I'm going to have to be willing to receive their feedback on that. Um, If I have particular goals that are hurting other parts of my life, I'm not going to be very quick to see that. But someone else around me will. So let's talk about this. Uh, Chris, I like to pull you in this part of the conversation. If you're breaking it down into these daily things, like what are some good ways to have that in front of you like, did I meet the goal today? Or if today was off, what are the reasons? Like, have you found writing stuff down or putting it into putting it on your laptop? What What's your method?
2: Um, you know, it's a uh, the the whole like uh, the the writing the writing things down and all uh, and all that kind of stuff. That that that's something that that I've tried uh, that I've tried in the past and uh, and has not really uh, um is something that I've, that I've not been able to be, uh, to be super, uh, super consistent with. Um, but one thing I do know, um, I, I, uh, I guess, uh, the best example I can, I can use is like what I did with the, uh, with the reading when I was trying to get, you know, this amount of books done in X, in X amount of time. So it was like uh, the three books in three months having the, um, uh, you know, doing the math on it. Book has this many pages. I need to read this many pages a day to get it done in a month. And, um, uh, having it broken down into, into micro goals like that. So, okay, I've got to have, uh, I got to have this many pages read today. And if I, uh, if I miss a day, you know, I got to put time away to make sure that, I, that I can get caught up. Um, I guess, uh, and the, the other thing, too, is just making sure that the that the ability the opportunity to accomplish that goal was just readily available to myself. So one thing that I did with my with my books. And it, it was interesting when I read Atomic Habits. they talked about this, and I was doing this before before that was the book that I happened to be working on. I kept it on a, uh, uh, on an end table right beside my recliner in the, uh, in the living room. So that when I got up in the, when I got up in the morning or before, and before I went to bed, I saw it. I knew that I needed to to get up and, and, um, and, uh, it just reminded me, uh, reminded me of my goal, I guess.
1: Yeah. Those environmental cues, that's such a big deal. Man, I really like what you're pointing out too, because most people are like, Man, if I'm not writing this down, then I'm not winning, you know. But if that's part of the advantage of breaking it down into yeah. these daily cycles, like I know if I read eight pages today, I don't, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, like.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I get, and I guess like the, there probably needs to be a little bit of a, a happy, a happy medium there. But I, I've tried doing that, doing that kind of stuff. I've tried, uh, tried writing things down or having some kind of document, some kind of documentation, and it worked, and it works for a while. And um, just, I don't know fall out of it I guess yeah um,
3: a couple of things that I do is one like you said having it readily visible um, and easily accessible so like I'll have like for in the book example I I, the books I haven't read I like to keep a lot of books I haven't read um, and I just keep them all stacked up so and in my room where I can see them so that every time I walk by I'm looking at them and it's constantly in my mind like hey I need to read this this is all the stuff I need to do um One thing I've told people to do before is um, if you're trying to lose a lot of weight, like pick out an outfit that you can't wear now but that you could wear when you get to a certain weight or a certain size or whatever and like hang it up in your closet to where you can see it every single day when you get dressed. And that's going to be constantly keeping on your mind like eventually I'm going to be able to wear that shirt. Eventually I'm going to wear that outfit or whatever. Um, So that's just something that, you know, a lot of people will do like a vision board where they're like think about things that they want to do and like put pictures of it up and constantly keep it in front of their mind so they're they're always seeing it. But it's just so so imperative to do stuff like that. Like uh, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but Drake, uh, the singer, um, when he was first coming up, he found this picture of this house that he wanted to live in someday. Um, it's like some huge mansion. And he, uh, he made it the screensaver on his computer. So every time he got on his computer, he was looking at that house. He lives in it now. And so no that way. was, like, yeah, yeah. It was like 15 <laughs> or 20 years ago. Like he put it on his computer and he just would look at it every single day. And that was like constantly, that's where I want to get to. Like for him that, you know, it wasn't necessarily about the house. It was just representative of where he wanted to get to in life. And so he was looking at it every single day and eventually he got there and he lives in it now. And so um, there's all kinds of stories of people doing stuff like that. Um, another thing I do is as part of my morning routine, if you read Atomic Habits, he talks about habit stacking and like developing a habit. And then you, know, the way the way that habits work is you get a, a external cue, and then that causes you to to do your habit. Then you get the reward. So like for Pavlov's a dog's example, um, the external cue was the bell ringing, and then they um, their reward was or the, yeah. Then they're, they they knew they're about to eat, so they started salivating. Then they ate, and that was their reward. And so it was a cue that a habit that he developed, and you can do that for anything, good and bad habits. But he talks about habit stacking, and so it's like creating a habit and then making that habit the cue for the next habit and then that habit the cue for the next habit that way you have all these things that you're doing back to back to back and it kind of creates this you know you kind of create your own routine or whatever but i did that with my morning routine and that's part of what i do every single day is get up and i write down um like some affirmations and they're kind of like goals and like i give myself a timeline on when i'm going to do something and it says, I, Hunter Owen, will do this by this date. And I write it every single day. And so it constantly stays on my on my mind. And then um, when I was really trying to develop a lot of habits, one thing I did was um, made myself a, che- a weekly checklist where I would go in and check off every single day and, um, on the things that I did. And some of the stuff that I, I was able to get every single week and some of the stuff I was having trouble set setting the habit, but I think I was trying to do too many things at once. But you know, and then it got to the point where I didn't have to check it off every week because it was a habit so
1: yeah there's what we're pointing out here and this is somebody should write more about this but there's creativity in discipline every every person is going to be different you know the things that they choose for those micro habits or the habit stacking that's where you get to exercise a little bit of personal control and uh, i've noticed in my life over the past year People have said, if they've, as they've watched me do these things, like, man, that's a little bit neurotic, don't you think? I mean, aren't you focusing on that just a little bit too much? Does it really matter? And anytime time I get in that conversation, I'm like, no, this particular thing doesn't matter at all. It doesn't matter to you watching from the outside. But for me, yes, it does matter mm-hmm. because it settles me down. It gives me that reward response. You know, like, let me, I'll dive into something that's really kooky that I've done this entire year that's been a huge help. Every weekend, I make sure that all my gym clothes are clean. Then I take them and fold them by the day. Uh, I don't write on the bag or anything, but I've got. (laughs) If I'm going to go to the gym four times this week, people make fun of me for how big my backpack is walking into the gym. But it's because it's full of my workout clothes for the week. So I've got a Ziploc bag has uh, you know the stance socks in there. It's got everything that I need to work out because I realized. I was frantic before every workout, trying to find where everything was in my bag. And then I it,
2: love how you phrase it: Stan socks, everything I need. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Everything I need. All the, only by, the essentials. Yeah, only
1: the essentials. Um, so you know, one, one day, and this has been years ago, but one day I had to borrow Hunter's shoes. And I'm like, this is this is embarrassing. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a grown man. I should be able to bring my own shoes to you know. So now I've got uh, my shoes are in my trunk, you know, and I'm rotating. Mm-hmm. And and I know if if this uh, pair of Metcons is still over here, that means I didn't go yesterday. And if I get to the end of the week and I've got clean clothes in my gym bag, mm. that means I didn't meet my goal. You know, it's it's little things like that that they aren't monumental and they do look a little bit neurotic. But what I'm trying to do is give myself that reward of. Yeah, I checked that off. Okay, now I'm ready. So that when I get to Monday at 3.15 and I'm sitting in my job and all my responsibilities are finished and I could leave or I could choose to stay here and avoid what I need to do, I'm like, dang it. I don't want to have that extra bag, Ziploc bag Mm -hmm. at the end of the week. Um, Another thing is being able to say, if you set appointments, um, I've figured this out this year, speaking of the habit stacking, I'm going to set appointments close to the gym. If, I mean, my job, thank God, I have the ability to do this, to be out in the community. I'm not going to set an appointment 30 minutes away from the gym. I'm going to set an appointment at the coffee shop that's like two minutes away from the gym. Mm-hmm. So I can I can almost feel the gravitational pull at yeah. class time. Like, I've, I'm so close. If I leave now, I'm just flipping off the gym. Yeah. You know? So, you know, little things like that that allow you to exercise creativity that are part of the process. Figuring out how are you going to enjoy the process of getting to the goal? Mm-hmm. Look, this is about uh, maximizing your life. That's right. You know, hitting goals is awesome and you get that response, but a lot of it's about, man, I just enjoy my everyday more because I'm doing things that I designed and I'm feeling the benefits from them. You know, that's, yeah. a, that's a pretty big deal. Let's yeah. give, let's give you the final word Hunter, on this.
3: Um, you know, I think that we, we talked about this before. Goals are just a tool to help you get where you want to be and And like you said, it's all about maximizing your life. And if you want to achieve certain things, figuring out how to do it, you know, setting, you know, I'd wrap up this two-part series by saying set big, audacious, scary goals that scare you, Um, set a couple of them, and then um, figure out the process that you need to do every single day that's going to take you, uh, uh, get you closer to that goal or to achieve that goal, and then be religious and diligent about measuring your progress and doing it every single day and give a couple people um, the ability to uh, hold you accountable and call you out and this is where a good coach comes into play and i mean <clears throat> all successful people have coaches like there's you know extremely successful business men who have business coaches and like people have life coaches and you got coaches at the gym but a good coach is going to be able to look at your life and tell you what you you know where where are the biggest what are the things that are going to move the needle the most for you specifically. And how can you, um, what can you implement in your day-to-day life to help you achieve it? So, um, you know, we'd love to help anybody who wants to help set goals. That's something that I really enjoy doing. Um, it's helping working with other people and helping them, um, figure out what they want to do and set and, and, and figure out what, you know, set those goals and those habits that, that can get them there. So, you know, reach out to any of us and we'd love to to help you with it. But, um, before we move on to outside the box segments, I kind of want to know what uh what your guys' goals are for 2020.
1: Mm. You know, I'm gonna be honest with you, I I had something rolling into recording today, and after our first episode, I think they're garbage. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm I'm kind of adjusting. I, I do know that one thing that's gonna roll over is consistency because that started to wobble a little bit towards the end of the year. So I gotta double down on consistency being in there hitting that four. I feel the best when I hit the five-day mark. Uh, I know that may go against some things, but if I'm in every day during the week, that just makes me feel better. So that consistency piece is there. Um, I don't have a set number of uh, books that I want to read. I just want to continue to be a reader and pursue that card system that uh, Ryan Holiday promotes. What's the other guy? He learned it from someone, the mastery guy. Uh, Robert Green. Robert Green, yeah. yeah. So I, I want to make sure that I, my catalog is growing and uh, the, the continued 5 a.m. thing. Uh, but as far as like new goals, the stuff that I was rolling around, the information and accountability on episode one of this two part is making me adjust. So I don't know. That's probably not a great answer, but that's where I'm sitting. No, that's good.
0: Chase. I can, I'll go. Uh, where I'm at, uh, I got three. I chiseled her down from like seven last year because that was stupid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're having a kid this year. Uh, which, so the, one of the goals that I have was going to be one last year, but keep said kid alive. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Be a father, Uh, be a father for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but this is kind of a goal we've had my wife and I, since we got married, but we're going to kind of double down on it, uh, this year. Now that we actually have a kid, uh, not well as of recording, I don't, but I think by the time this comes out, we probably will. Um, but we want to say 15% uh for a down payment on a house and uh really get that ball rolling uh Mm -hmm. yeah um somebody
1: tell adidas they're gonna get less of chase's money (laughs) 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 Uh,
0: i've really switched into puma lately though they're always on sale on amazon and they're just as comfy Mm. anyway sorry uh and my mom bought me these (laughs) (laughs) thanks mom um uh, kind of in line with that, uh, Shout out loo- loosely tied in, uh, I want to, I want us to start eating at least six meals that were cooked at home, uh, throughout the week, like lunch and dinner. Uh, so bringing it to work and stuff like that. Like I, I cringe a little bit every time I have to go and eat out, you know, on like a whim during the week. Like if it's one thing, if it's like a planned staff outing and stuff like that, but when I'm having to make a subway run like mm. twice a week, I'm just like, this is this is bad.
1: The subway run yeah. of shame. Yeah,
0: and like I, my wife, my <laughs> wife will finally not be pregnant, so it'll be a little easier for us to start doing that. So uh, I think I think it's very attainable. Um, and then the last one is get more organized with my job, um, i.e., like to do lists and calendaring and stuff like that. Like I do these things loosely, but I haven't doubled down on it. Like I, I'm kind of toying around with like just going all in with the to do stuff and just like literally everything that comes up that's like something for me to do. Even if it could take five minutes and I could be done within 30, just write it down and then check it off. Mm. Uh, and then calendaring. Like I don't have that many meetings, but I often forget the ones that you <laughs> that have more I, than you think. I do have more than I think. Yeah. Uh, but just kind of just getting a little more structure around what it is that I do. Uh, taking it, I know I take my job seriously, but really, really showing it on, on paper. So
1: almost too seriously. You take your job. Uh, At times. Hey, I forgot one. I want to go back. Uh, I have a goal of actually building three tables and selling them for profit in 2020. And I'm setting up my shop to do that. Most of that's about my headspace though. It's not really about making money off of a table. It's about actually forcing myself to be in a shop because my mind really settles down. Uh, during that time so and maybe I should add to that a desk
3: yeah plus I was about to say plus a desk that you're selling a me for profit
1: yeah plus, <laughs> plus a desk
0: how many uh how many tables have you built in your life um
1: actual tables one uh it just went really well <laughs> so mm-hmm. let's hope that continues but a lot more like that de- I would count them as desks not officially tables but um yeah but I've got the setup to do it so I do now so that's part of my goal but the problem is Will I choose to shop over the gym? That's mm-hmm. what you guys have to hold me accountable for. Um,
0: One's making you money. That's all I'm saying.
1: <laughs> yeah, but one uh, makes me look like money. <laughs> hey. That's the big deal. All right. What about you, Hunter?
3: Um, so I'm going to continue um, on with my my reading trend. I'm not going to try to read any more books. Uh, I'm I'm just going to I'm not going to set that as a hard goal. But I want to continue to do uh, two books a week. Um, I, th- I feel like that's sustainable for me, um, so I'm just going to con- try to roll on with that. Um, one thing I did last year was give up no sugar and alcohol for thirty day, uh, three months. I'm sorry. Um, and this is something I've been toying around with a lot, but I, I want to give up sugar for a year, um, processed sugar, so like sweets, you know, um, candy, cake, all that type of stuff. Um, I just want to do it. I just want to do it to see what happens. Um, I, I don't have as a huge sweet tooth um i'm more of a salty type person but um it's easy to uh, to pick up something if and and eat it if, if it's sitting there and so just having that in my mind is is um i think it's gonna be good for me uh just to kind of give it up see what happens um this so does, year
1: does the sugar like in a zebra cake count the same as the sugar in like stevia in a killcliff? is this like no, w- no. what range so, are you going? So
3: I'm not going like, I'm not going to be like reading labels and like, looking. Okay. at There's what, how much sugar is in this bread or whatever. I'm just like, just eat like with your gut, like the yeah. big, huge, like obvious don't eat the dessert. Don't eat the candy. Don't eat the stuff like that. Like I'm not going to get like, well, this, uh, this this protein powder
1: has this yeah. type
3: of sugar. They, they changed the name on it and they're hiding it in there for really well. Oh, I need to throw up that food that I just, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to go that far, but uh, I mean, it's just like the big no brainers, like just, stop eating this crap. You know, yeah. it's, it's really, really basically comes down to stop. I'm just going to come
0: back like super into like 90% dark cocoa chocolate. <laughs> yeah, I found,
1: I found how to satisfy this craving with tree that. bark. Hey, just as a, just as a pro tip. Don't go back and listen to our episode of favorite junk food. <laughs> <because>
3: <laughs>
0: butter honey. Bun. I listened to it already. <laughs>
3: um, so, uh, the second one is this, this year has been really hard for me as far as my fitness. Uh, just, I have, I've, Found myself having to make decision. Do I want to do this thing for the gym? Make sure we have an article out this week. Make sure we send the weekly email out. Make sure you know we have the numbers, all that type of stuff. Or do I want to do this workout real quick? And I've constantly been picking the the business thing because that's my top priority right now. So I, I have not been working out as much. So my, I want to have um, 250 workouts logged on SugarWide this year. So that would be about five a week. Um, and, you know, it's not saying I'm going to do five Metcons a week, but it's going to be, I'm going to have 250 days logged um, on SugarWad. So that's, uh, that's my second one. Um, I'm still playing around with trying to decide whether I want to do this or not because I know it's going to take a whole lot of time. But um, the third is to write this book that I've been wanting to write for a really long time. And I know to do that, I'm going to have to have... Um, a couple hours a day in the morning to devote to it. And I need to have, uh, my desk wink, wink that I can go to, to, mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to write at. Well, but if I you just, made the
1: book, the life and times have been there. I mean, I know I know, I know, I know, I know
3: I want to write it, but I just don't know if it's, if I'm, if it's feasible at this point with where my life is with the business and everything. And so I'm, 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 I'm I want to do it, but I don't know if it's going to be this year or not. So, um, uh, that's, that's I'm, I'm still sitting on the fence on that one. And then my last one is um, completely pay off my student loans. Uh, I've paid off most of them at this point, um, which I don't, like, just thinking about how much money I've spent in student loans uh, over the years just makes me sick to my stomach, stomach honestly. Mm. Um, but and I paid a lot for of,
0: Bernie. It's going to go away whether you want it to or not.
3: That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hit that uh, snooze bar a few sorry, times. Just, <laughs> you're still paying. You're, I'll be paying even more for them if that happens. <laughs> it's just they're just going to call it something different. Taxes. <laughs> uh, I was talking. I was talking to somebody about then this you just other gotta day. Pay somebody else's yeah. student. <laughs> they were they were they were talking about. They saw the two thousand uh, dollar tax bill for public schools, and they're like, "Public schools aren't free. You're paying for them one way <laughs> already, or the other." Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways. Uh, but I want to I want to go ahead and knock those out because I mean I've been paying on them for almost ten years now and I just it's just it's just a drain just every single month paying paying on something that like I'm not even getting any benefit out from so I want to knock those out. What this is your year. degree in? Well, uh, business administration. I got an MBA too, and um, mm-hmm. so that was that was probably half of it was getting the MBA. So um, yeah, it was a been a tough pill to swallow over the years but i can see the light in the tunnel so i just want to hunker down and pay those off so my three main ones are uh no sugar for a year
1: 250 workouts logged and uh pay off my student loans sounds like a go fund me in the making right there hey you guys want to go (laughs) fund me for that i mean (laughs) help
2: help hunter pay off his student loans yeah yeah that'd be great yeah all right what you got chris yeah so uh so mine um you know, uh, I'm kind of in the uh, in the same boat as uh, as Chase. Uh, my my life will be drastically different come uh, <laughs> come February this year because uh, you know we'll be uh, that will be when our when our second child comes into the world. So, um, I'm keeping I'm keeping my goals. You know, things that I that I feel like I can um, I can keep a pretty pretty good control over. Maybe not getting super specific, but like Hunter was saying, I want to continue. Um, I want to continue reading and continue building, uh, building that habit. So maybe I can, I need to really just sit down and say, okay, I definitely want to, uh, want to read this many books, uh, this year. And, um, I don't know if I'll get, you know, nine or 10, like I did this year, but anyway, I'll have, uh, I'll have that. And, uh, as far as my, uh, as far as my fitness, you know, I'm always, I'm always on people about, you know, taking, uh, when you're like getting, uh, getting to the gym, getting to the gym five days a week. And, um, if you got it, hit it hard. And if you don't, you know, pull back, pull back on the reins a little bit, go through the motions. And I really want to make sure that I, that I, uh, uh, that I walk the talk this year and, uh, get, um, and, uh, and back that up with, uh, with my actions. And so part of that for me is, um, getting, uh, like you said, getting five workouts in and doing doing whatever is written out for uh, for that day. Because what I'll get into a habit sometimes of doing is saying like, okay, I wanna, I really wanna do this workout this week. And then if something happens where I've got where I'm coaching all day and I'm just not able to work out, and then the next day I'm like, all right, I really wanna do it, and then I just don't, I don't have the juice to do that anymore, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I'll end up probably skipping that day too. And uh, so just not even having to think about it do what's written, get the workout in done, get, and, uh, and build that habit. Uh, but the other, the other thing too, and this is the, the real main one. And, um, and, uh, me and Hunter have been having conversations about it. And something that I really want to do is have, uh, is start getting, um uh, uh, impacting the, impacting our athletes more outside of class by making more time for, uh, for one-on-one coaching. And, um, helping people build uh build uh skills that they uh that i'll i'll see some people working on them outside of class and you know i'm just like man you know give me you know 15 minutes 30 minutes let me show let me show you some drills and i can put you on the fast track to uh to getting that stuff done so maybe a little bit of a shameless uh shameless plug for me right here but uh, yeah if you're uh, if you're listening you're interested i would really really love to help you with any of uh any, uh, any kind of skill development or anything like that that uh, that you feel like is holding you back in your workouts it's
1: a big goal mm. that's
2: good I don't think that's a shameless plug at all I think that's really.
3: providing a lot of value to people and I think a lot of people just don't realize like hey I can I can have somebody work with me for 30 minutes like I want to get a muscle up like I can work with somebody once a week for a month and I I could probably get a month mu- I mean if if somebody's close you know, if you work with Chris two or three times in a week, you're going to, in a month, you're going to get your muscle up, you know, it's just, and, and sometimes like in class, especially how it's been lately, like at Coyote, it's just like chaos. There's so many people <laughs> so many there. people, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah, yeah, no, it's awesome. It's fun. The energy and environment is awesome. But, um, sometimes if you, there's once there's something specific you want to work on, it's good to get a little extra work in with somebody else. So,
1: yeah, no doubt about it. And there's just more time allocating more time to it. Could you, get you to that goal faster which allows you to replace it uh so uh, speaking of goals we should probably apologize to Nick Saban before we open up this outside the box he's very clearly missed one of his this year yeah Ooh. yeah Ooh. but um wow we're going to kick outside a man when he's in the box <laughs> Kick a man when he's down. Boom. Why not? Hey, everybody likes to pick him the lead dog, right? That's so right. It's, uh, it's that most football time of the year, right? <laughs> that most football <laughs> football time of the year. Mm. So this is where we really uh, flex our football muscles and let everybody know we knew this all along. Yeah. If you would just have listened to us in the beginning, um, yep. we, we would have ended up in this place anyway, and you probably would have made a lot of money. Yeah.
0: What's that. funny is that we're going to be recording this before everything happens, but by the time it comes out, we'll be everything right. we're predicting, <laughs> you be guys will immediately right. know whether we're right or not. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That's right. That's right. So we're just going all in here and believing that we really have have this peg. So we're gonna start with the college NFL. Where are we gonna go here?
0: I think college first. College comes first. College comes yeah. first. Okay, it's more chance for it to be hilarious how wrong we are. Yeah.
1: Yep. So, uh, everybody knows at this point, we, we've got the four teams. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we are ok-
0: Oklahoma playing, LSU, and then Clemson and Ohio State.
1: Okay. So, what we're going to talk about is what is the championship game going to be and who's going to be the champion interviewed the champion. after the game, not in a tunnel, but actually on the field. Right. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. So, yeah. how should we do this round robin or just all come to a consensus? What do you think?
3: I, was, I think we each need to be responsible for our own. Choices. Oh, yeah, I yeah. was hoping There's, that wasn't the answer. <laughs> this, this is the accountability. Ben's trying to hide over there. Yes, we all agree. We all agree, Yeah, yeah. All agree, right? yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I can go first if you guys want. I mean, Sure. Um, I think uh, LSU is going to beat Oklahoma pretty handily. Mm. And I think people have been sleeping on Clemson all year because they haven't really played anybody. But they've been putting up almost 60 points every single game. I think Clemson will beat Ohio State. And then I think, uh, I just think LSU is the best team in the country this year, and it's not even close. So I think LSU is going to win by at least 10 points in the national championship. So that's my, uh, that's my prediction.
0: Christopher? Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I like that prediction, and I'll, uh, I'll uh, I'll get uh, I'll get behind that. The only thing that uh, that I think is that I think Clemson is going to give LSU probably a little bit better game than you think. I I really I don't see anybody anybody beating LSU after watching them play against Georgia. It's pretty obvious that they can uh they can score they can score at will against who against anybody they want to. Mm-hmm. And Georgia had one of the had one of the better Numbers wise, had one of the better defenses that the SEC has seen in the last decade, and they just and they ran uh, they ran all over them. It's going to be interesting to see uh, what happens if Clyde uh, Edwards Alaire is going to is going to play because he was a lot bigger part of that offense than people uh, than people realize what he's able to do, not only running the ball but also you know uh, running uh, running out in pass patterns and also pass blocking and. It's gonna be interesting. Hopefully, he can. Uh, he's got like a hamstring injury. Hopefully, he'll recover and make it back. But, uh, but yeah, I, I'm with you. People all of a sudden have forgotten about Clemson. Yeah. And you know, if you if you look at the last uh, the last uh, six weeks, I think it was they played North Carolina and just barely escaped North Carolina. And then I think they've beaten every team by 35 points or more since yeah. then. So. Um, yeah. It'll sorry. be a. It's gonna be a great game. By the way, uh, Joe Burrow's Heisman speech. That was uh.
3: That was a pretty awesome one. Didn't? That was great. Uh, his socks were even better. Did you see his socks? <laughs> I didn't see his SpongeBob. Oh, oh, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but that was so cool, and he just so appreciative to uh, Coach O. That was uh, that was awesome. So they got something special going on there right now.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. There's no doubt about that. And I think for me, I was gonna pick Clemson LSU for sure um, before all that went down. I just want to go on record, even if we're <laughs> wrong, I was going to pick that. But here's what I think. I think when you get on, when you get on this big stage. The program is a big factor. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, uh, and we said this about Alabama all the time, you know, like the program was just so strong, and they get into these uh, situations where how's this going to turn out? You see the program emerge, the sort of discipline, just the character of the program itself. It's like the unknown player there. And as I look at Clemson, um, I feel like the pro- – I and mean, this is totally from a distance, obviously, but I feel like the program is in a place where LSU is riding this emotion. They've obviously got the Heisman guy, but it feels like when, when these two programs are tested against each other, I feel like Clemson may have the ability to pull something off in that moment that LSU maybe just doesn't have. Clemson, I mean,
3: there's definitely something you said. They've been in national championship, what, the last two or three years in a row?
2: they've been in it uh two out of the last three yeah Yeah. the last two because they won last year the year before alabama beat them yeah but the year the year before that alabama played georgia in the national championship that's right right? yeah yeah
1: yeah Yeah, so i just i feel like um eventually this is is going to come down to that and i mean nothing against coach o i'm not like trying to trying to get back at him for how abysmal his performance was (laughs) in oxford but um, I just, I think there's a matu- This is what I'm searching for. I think there's a maturity there in that program that would allow it to overcome some adversity that maybe LSU's program Co- can't.
2: Coach, coach O is a prime example to me of um, having a, having a head coach who is willing to who is willing to uh, accept his uh, accept his weaknesses and accept his own faults and get people around mm-hmm. him. To, yeah. to elevate to elevate um to elevate the rest of the program he is somebody who's not afraid to um to hand over control to somebody that can uh, that can do a better job of that than he can check your ego at the door exactly I think you Ray Ryan holiday's ego is the enemy
1: maybe he did <laughs>
2: hey I'll tell you
3: what you know Lane Kiffin read that book because he gave it to uh to uh, the guy on uh, last chance you
1: did he really? He did. Hey, I maintain that's the best book out of the trilogy. You and I argue about that. Yeah. But I think yeah, maybe it's just. It depends
3: on where you're at. Your my ego
1: journey, needs the most work. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Probably so after that prediction. All right, Chase. You're cooking something up over there. I can tell.
0: Yeah. Not really. I'm cooking.
2: A lot of people consider Iowa State a dark horse because they didn't make it. In I the think playoff. Chase is picking Oklahoma to win it all. I'm right. just so no, upset that no, La Tech so got robbed. It's from an this important. Whole thing.
0: even Even with how bad Oklahoma actually is. Nothing pisses me off more than Oklahoma single-handedly ruining my dark horse pick of, of Iowa State at the beginning of the season. I'm not okay with it. I think a, a lot of people ended No, no. The only loss Iowa State had all year. Really? They lost one game? <laughs> yes. Fascinating. Yeah, know. Yeah. Don't, don't fact-check me on that. We're, we're bending history. history.
1: You, um, you're about as accurate on that as i am about how many seasons I'm, of the queen the, i know are. they
0: were like something before yeah. they lost four games the crown
1: the crown yeah the queen yeah, they were the yeah three seasons on the
0: the losing path right? they,
1: they're yeah. the
3: first loss was to oklahoma they're seven and five chase they've lost four games they're seven and five i'm looking at those the five
0: games yeah yeah that's sad they <laughs> lost and, and their first loss was
3: not to oklahoma the first loss was to iowa and then to Oklahoma State, and then to Oklahoma.
0: (laughs) So you're just wrong on all accounts. That is the definition of a dark horse there. (laughs) It could go really right or really wrong. Anyway, obviously LSU is going to smack Oklahoma, and they're better for it. Um, Clemson and Ohio State. Here's the kicker. People keep saying we're sleeping on Clemson. I say I took a sleeping pill, and I'm happy I'm asleep. Because Ohio State, even with how much I hate them, (laughs) And I you never sounded
1: more ESPN than I did.
0: <laughs> that was my Stephen H. Smith kind of. Uh, there you go. With less sass. So you're um, saying Clemson's not even making it to the big dance? I don't think so. I think Whoa. That, I think is I know I'm tired of Clemson being in it honestly. Uh, Ohio State, really, it's just I want them to come into the national championship with a lot of hope and confidence. Like, ah, oh, finally we're back in it, and we can really, really resolve this whole deal after. You know, not making it the past few years. But LSU is going to literally destroy Ohio State, probably by two two possessions. Um, and it's going to be great. LSU is going to win it. And it's going to be the biggest middle finger to Ole Miss, showing... <laughs> Just how much they screwed the pooch with having Coach O back in the day. N- n-
2: I would say that they definitely made the right decision getting yeah. rid of that, No, It no. took a long time for that Orcheron to become a career? good coach. So <laughs> no. just to
0: recap,
1: you're saying that Clemson is the new Alabama. They're the team that you love to hate. And the championship game is going to be way more about the food on the on, on the coffee table in the living room than it is about the actual game on TV because it's going to be a massacre.
0: Uh, Sure. Yeah, there you yeah go. I just don't feel like correcting. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, no. I, this is like the ca- the year I've cared the least. All <laughs> <Yeah>, right, <laughs> it, yes, clearly by picking Iowa State at the beginning of the year, I showed my cards early. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Anyway,
1: uh, so uh, yeah. now Super Bowl NFL. in typical fashion, you step out and you're on your own there. So you're either going to be really we
0: right. all pick, well, I, we all picked LSU to make it though. Yeah, at least really right. All right, so uh, NFL. NFL, NFL. So
3: we're picking the Super Bowl. Yeah. Match up and two Super Bowl teams. Yeah.
0: Now we should definitely say there could be people that we pick that don't even make it in the playoffs. Well, uh, it's
3: the people unless picking you pick are teams. already in the playoffs. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So um, I'm picking the Saints out of the wow. NFC because I still think they're the best team. Um, their defense has had some injuries, which has kind of set them back. So hopefully those guys will come back. I know they're missing a couple of D linemen for the year, which hurts pretty bad. But hopefully the linebackers and they can get that secondary figured out. Um, so I'm picking the Saints out of the NFC. I think the NFC is pretty wide open, but I think I'm I'm hoping they can pull out home field advantage um, and uh, make it to the Super Bowl. AFC, I am going with a little bit of a sleeper, and I'm picking the Chiefs. Um, a lot of people are sleeping on the Chiefs right now. They came out really hot, and they had a lot of injuries this year. Mahomes got hurt. A bunch of their skill skill guys got hurt. So they lost some games, but they, they looked really good last week. Um, and I'm picking them to, to get hot. The Patriots just don't look like the team they've been in the past. Um, the the Ravens are looking like the team to beat, but I think it's gonna come down to Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson. And um, I just think Mahomes, um, at, at the end of the day, is the better quarterback, uh, even though they're both incredible. Um, but I'm, I'm hoping for a Ravens-Chiefs uh, AFC Championship game, and I'm picking the Chiefs to, to win. So I'm picking a Chiefs saints Super Bowl, and I'm picking the Saints because that's my team, and that's who I'm going with, and I'm I'm gonna keep picking them every year until they win, and then I can say I'm right. So that's my that's my picks. <laughs> <laughs> Always betting on red. One
2: day you'll be right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, Christopher. Yeah, um, yeah uh, I, I like I like the Saints. Uh, the Saints coming out of the NFC, it's it's gonna be really interesting to see who gets uh, who gets home field advantage between them and the Forty ers if. Uh, if the Saints get home field advantage, man, good luck beating the Saints in the dome twice. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, I'm, I think that's going to, if that does happen, that's going to be an incredible NFC title game. And, um, I still, man, you know, I'm, I'm riding, uh, I'm riding with the, uh, with the Patriots into to the AFC until you're, the, you're the man until you're not the man that's anymore. Right, yeah. So I'm going to stick with, I'm going to stick with them. And they just, they find a way to do magical things in the playoffs. They do. Um, uh... I just man the AFC Some people some really call good it cheating, team. I call it magic. <laughs> <laughs> never proven. Yeah, never, never proven. proven. <laughs> Allegedly.
0: <laughs> anyway,
1: Ben. Um okay, so I've just started following this a, a little more closely recently uh, because football? yeah, 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 yeah. There's this game, the sport. Okay, <laughs> Wow. And there's this, this there's 100 ball. yards and a, uh they no, barely just their feet. Yeah, uh, but my wife's family is uh from Baton Rouge and she has also some family in New Orleans. So uh, it, w- it would be cool to see the Saints pull it off. Uh, but it, I know there's been all sorts of stuff kicking up about the Patriots. And, Hunter, you're saying, like, yours is a more grounded view. They're just not the team they used to be. But people are kicking up a lot of stuff, and I think they're just picking on the lead guy. But it, I think it would be cool. I, I'm always interested in a Super Bowl that really becomes a battle of the quarterbacks. I love those. Mm-hmm. And uh, so to see the Saints and the Patriots and just the mental aspect of the yeah, game the- and – you know, we
3: were robbed in that it, game last year so bad. We so were robbed. Bad. I mean, that would have been a Super Bowl for the ages last year to Saints, Patriots, and those freaking refs robbed us from it. Yeah, yeah. Brady, Brady Breeze. Speaking a, of the refs, that's going to be tried to rob Breeze from his record breaking touchdown pass. Golly, did you guys see that yeah. pass interference hmm. call? It's just unbelievable. I could not believe they called that. Anyways, he, he broke it later on in the game, but I was just like, seriously, he broke the. Career record and you're going to call pass interference it, it on nothing? A, it wasn't even a game at yeah. that point. Yeah.
1: you know They were running away with it. I think it's part of the mystique, though, of, of him as an athlete. You know, just like the odds are against this guy and he finds a way to overcome. I, I love that part of the mystique around this guy, Breeze, as a, just as a person, as an athlete. And, and and he would also seem to, and this is just my take, he's uh, the opposite of Brady. I know Brady is, I'm not trying to take anything away from this guy. Who would? But he does seem to be like the darling of the league, right? Yeah. So there's two like, you're either gonna it's David versus Goliath in some sense in that way. So it would be it would be cool to watch that game with that underpinning happening. Mm-hmm. Who's gonna Who's gonna end up on top? You know,
0: I think Brees would retire if he won it this year.
3: Could be. I don't know. Uh, speaking of uh, Breeze, have you guys seen the not Drew Breeze they keep showing on TV? What? <laughs> yeah, no. no. What so that? I actually know the guy. His name's Jeremy Holy. Shout out to Jeremy. He He's the owner of Raging CrossFit and Lafayette, and he looks almost identical to Drew Breeze.
1: Oh, we've had this conversation. Yeah, and yeah, he, yeah.
3: he wore uh, shoulder pads and a Breeze jersey to a game uh, like five or six weeks ago. And the uh, the cameras got him and put a picture of him next to Drew Brees, and it said Drew Brees, and under him it said not Drew Brees. <laughs> and it, it's like went viral. It's blown up. <laughs> he he actually got to meet Drew Brees, and, like, he posted a video of it. He, now he's going to every single game, and they they post him again. This, this past week they posted a picture of him at the game, and they put, like, not Drew Brees' stats. And it said, like, dri- drives two and a half hours to every game, <laughs> drinks 4.7 uh, – dixie beers per game and it's <laughs> never completed an nfl pass <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> but yeah funny. if you google not drew breeze
1: you'll see him like uh, but he they show him every single game now it's pretty funny mm, maybe we should adopt that maybe we should have a not chris allen at <laughs> mm. not chris allen stats yeah post yes. those on the board Oh, i day. would love to see somebody come up with something funny for that that would be <laughs> that would be hilarious uh we have a few people maybe uh maybe Coach Carl could uh, <laughs> could get on that. That'd be the... CrossFit Coach Carl. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So well, that takes us down to recommends, right? No, Chase didn't go, so we're taking down to recommends. Right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, cut him off. You were the, like the least qualified to talk about this. Oh, let's move on.
1: All right, fine. What do you recommend? Uh, no. Who are you picking? I I feel like the Saints are a shoe in for you.
0: What? Yeah. Oh, no. Really? What? No. Who do you think I am? They, y'all all picked the Saints. I'm clearly not going to pick the Saints.
1: So the Ravens. Wait, no. did you
0: pick the Saints to win,
2: Ben?
1: Yeah, I, I'm hopeful that they win. Okay. Yeah, and, and I think here's another thing. Did you thing pick I the think. Saints to win? I didn't, I, didn't call,
0: I didn't call a winner, but Saints. I'm Saints. picking the
1: Saints to win because I think the team's going to rally around Breeze because of the potential retirement. That's what I'm saying.
0: It, okay. w- it would be the ballerous move, as if he wanted to just. Peyton ballerist.
2: ballerist, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I, think, I, I believe the term is ballinist.
2: Ballinist, if ballerist. You, if you ask
0: uh, Jermaine Dupree. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. All right, so my picks. Uh, I know, I know. Hunter is gonna yell at me. That's that's part of the charm. Uh, but I am picking people that have clinched, so you can't hate me for it. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna go NFC first because I'm picking someone that's not as much of a dark horse. The 49ers have been killing it all year. Uh, this year is looking like the year of defensive stout and clout. They have been cracking down on the passing game this year. They and the Ravens, honestly. But I think the uh, I think the 49ers, I just, I don't see Lamar Jackson being able to pull it off of the playoffs uh, this year, soon to come. But uh, this year, I think the 49ers are going to clutch it up and uh, it up. take it over the Saints probably in the championship. Uh the NFC championship and the AFC. <laughs> There's one team riding under the radar. Uh are you gonna that- say the Buffalo Bills? The Buffalo Bills. <laughs> they're not as Please bad. Please write as, this down. <laughs> they're not as bad as the Texans, but hot dog, are they under the radar? <laughs> hot dog, Buffalo Bills.
3: Hot dog, are they the ballerest dark horse out there? <laughs> did you see Josh Allen's stats the last couple games against actual good did teams? Did you not hear it's me like say thirty-five percent completion? Did you not percentage.
0: hear me say that this is the year of the defenses? And <laughs> man, do they have one?
1: I did not hear you. It's
3: say
0: It's all going to come down to that onside kick.
1: You know I mean? <laughs> the Saints did it. If it comes down to that the saints are going to lose because
3: they
0: cannot recover one Oh my gosh they haven't been able to recover one since 2006 um the bills versus the 49ers in the super bowl <laughs> talk about a snooze fest i don't think i'd even watch that <laughs> yes <Really>? you would <laughs> you watch well, that patriots Rams championship you're gonna watch this one at least yeah. i can get ahead on my reading list in the super bowl. <laughs> <laughs> so uh the bills are oh and four and they're in their um uh, Super Bowl pursuits, and the 49ers are just historic Class A championship-caliber uh, franchises. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hate to say it, boys, but it's time for one and four to become the history. There, The Bills are going to clutch it <laughs> up this year with little-known Josh Allen, the most goofy-looking quarterback that's ever existed, is going to come out swinging, miss a lot of throws, but the 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 defense is gonna really save them It's gonna be probably like a 14 to nine uh final score but we'll be the better for it because the bills will finally have one one.
3: Uh, I mean this this
0: takes the cake over the Iowa State pick I Man, think listen the suddenly Bills, the halftime show becomes the really 90, <laughs> the 90s are coming back with a vengeance that, and what yeah. what more historic version of the 90s than the Bills losing hey, I can
3: get behind the 49ers they're a really good team they are good they that play, week 17 49 Seahawks game is going to be awesome To see who uh, probably the winner of that will get home field advantage unless one of them loses this week but
0: yeah
1: cool.
3: anyway recommends
1: recommends
2: the uh, the CrossFit Coach Carl Instagram account. <laughs> that is, definitely, that is worth downloading the
3: app right there. Um, my recommend is so my favorite band of all time is Red Hot Chili Peppers. We've talked mm, about that before. Here, here. Oh, they're
2: they're all getting back together, right?
3: Well, they've been together, but they John Frusciante is the guitarist and who wrote all their great songs, uh, and he left the band ten years ago, um, and they got this young guitarist, and I saw him play live, and I just. I didn't like them. Their album that came out with them was not good. Well, they kicked him out of the band and brought John Fruscianti back this week. Nice. And so that's probably the best news I've heard all year. I was so pumped. And so uh, hopefully they'll come out with a new album. But I really want to go see them live. And they're playing at the Hangout Fest. This will be their second uh, show back with John Fruscianti. And I'm really considering going. Even though I know what Hangout Fest is, I've never been before. It's a bunch of young kids running around on the beach. But to me, just it might keep be worth your it. eyes up. <laughs> it, might, <laughs> it might be worth it to go for uh, to see Red Hot because I, man, I saw them live at uh, when I was in college at uh, Voodoo Fest, and it was just unbelievable show. And so uh, John Frusciante, check out the Red Hot Chili Peppers with John Frusciante. They're back, and they're I
1: can't,
3: I can't wait to see what happens.
1: So you're ready to rent that uh, charter bus to take all your. Are your people that take you up on that offer and you can
0: take everybody and go down Yeah, there guys. Together.
3: Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Party bus. It'll yeah. be
0: here. It'll be good to hear snow played uh properly now. Oh yeah, exactly. Anyway, sorry. Tone guy over here.
1: Yeah. I hear that. You well, have a recommend,
0: I guess. I don't
1: know. Not really. Uh, man, I have a recommend, but I'm kind of scared to say it.
0: Go no, for just it. Just say it.
1: So we talked about goals and financial goals. Uh, we've, hit around on that for two episodes i have a recommend up something i've been trying lately uh amazon is the thing that hits my finances the the hardest um i have started opening lists on amazon to instead of purchasing something adding it to a list so that i can delay that um, purchase for Mm -hmm. a while to see if i really need it i haven't really taken advantage of that feature over the years but it's really helped me out i can build a list and particular things like, I'm not going to purchase that right now, but I'm just thinking about it. But Mm -hmm. you get that same uh, sense of satisfaction by moving something over. You just get to keep some of your money for those (laughs) subway runs that are inevitably going to happen. So uh, I know it's an odd recommend, but it does hook into our goal thing that most people have. Let's save a little bit of money and online purchases are usually the number one thing making that not happen. So I I highly recommend Amazon lists as a strategy to save money. Yeah,
3: I've been uh, putting my books to read on my Amazon wish list for a really long time now. And it's no matter how many books I read, it gets longer and longer. It's just really helpful for me because one of the hardest things when I first started was like figuring out what books to read. So now if I'm listening to a podcast reading a book about this book I should read or somebody tells me about it, I just put it on my wish list real quick and then I don't have to think about it anymore and then yeah. I can when it's time to buy, I'll just scroll through and look for stuff that I wanna get.
1: Yeah, it's a it, it's a great way to like keep track of stuff that you feel like you need and a mm-hmm. lot of stuff inside of two or three weeks. I'm like, I don't I don't really need that. The plan has changed. I'm glad I didn't buy it. Yeah. yeah. So good strategy. It's difficult when you're addicted to that smiling box that shows up at your house. You oh, know, it's like a Christmas gift every day. Every day. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. What did you get from Amazon? So <laughs> um, when, especially when Alexa notifies your wife, you know, you yeah. have a shipment arriving today. My wife's like, what could we possibly be <laughs> buying now? You know? So yeah, the Amazon list, a huge, huge strategy for saving money and also organization. Mm.
0: I may actually have a recommend now that I think about it. You have to y'all. Y'all will have to remind me if I've said it before. Have I talked about World War II in color? No, no. We've had many conversations about that. that. Sounds cool, though. Oh, oh my man, gosh, dude. Okay, I'm gonna nerd out. <laughs> there is a show on Netflix um, called World War II in Color, and they t- there is a there is a company a production company out. I think they're in California. Odds are, um, <laughs> that um, go back through black and white footage. Uh, and enhance it, which means like upscaling resolution and stuff like that to make it look clean on you know modern day resolutions yep. and also colorize it uh, pixel by pixel they have to do this and they have gone through and colorized hours hours of footage from World War II and created this narrative uh, uh, out of the, the battles throughout um, the pacific and the european theater with the great with the great uh host uh or narrator and then all these all the interviews are incredible uh i, I liked world war ii a lot before it i love it now man. Oh, it, man it's crazy to see it all in color it's it's crazy it is I'm so insane. good i want to go check that out I, I love looking at like pictures from like the
3: 1800s that they've colorized yes, it's so it just cool. makes it seem so much more real because when yes. I mean, you're looking at a Black and white photo, you just can't really relate to it, you know. Yeah, yeah
1: it's weird how that happens. But I, I'm, I'm with you, Chase. The, um, the, the scene that got me, I think it's Churchill. He's getting off of a plane, and there's just this huge crowd. Yes, there. yeah. And I paused so cool. it because I'm like, they had to color every coat, every little bitty shirt collar that's sticking out from that coat, yes. every different skin tone. Yes, you know, they didn't just put one skin tone on all the people there. Like they're literally studying. What would this person's skin tone be like? That's what we're gonna color. It's well,
0: it's such a huge undertaking because they, they they there's a team that does it, and then there's also people that they have to interact with that like know like history enough to know like what things looked like back then because there's no there's no pictures of it in color. You just have to kind of know the fabric and stuff like that, the mm-hmm. style. Yeah, it's crazy.
1: Yeah, I'll it's worth watching just out. for that.
0: Speaking of Churchill, I want to read some of his uh, biographies and stuff this coming year.
3: I'm really interested in reading more biographies. I love them, and he's a fascinating person.
1: Man, is he? Yeah, I mean, I've read enough about him as just parts of books mm-hmm. to get super curious.
3: I was looking at one the other day at uh, Barnes & Noble, and uh, it looked really good, so I might, might pick that up. It's like a 1,000 pages, though. so
1: oh, that's, See, that's what stops me Yeah, from those kind of books. But you know what? what it might tie into your goals because he began his career as a writer. Yeah. So, you know, he may mm-hmm. may give you a little bit of inspiration to sit down and crank out some words. Well, Chris had to leave, but he uh, asked me to,
3: to say his recommends for him. So uh, <laughs> he recommended, uh, I don't know, I don't know if he had a change of heart or what, but he recommends uh, binge watching all three Lord of the Rings movies back to back to back.
1: That's crazy. Well, you know, the Jurassic Park thing, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, waking yeah. up to these... Sort of trilogy type thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah.
3: And then yeah. Uh, after that, he recommended uh, watching all the Harry Potters and then uh, actually reading all the Harry Potter books first and then watching all the Harry Potter movies. Yeah. And I think he also said read the Lord of the Rings books first, too. So yeah. Before all of it. Before yeah. you
1: watch any of the movies, you
3: yeah. need yeah. to read the books. Always, always read the books first. But
0: understanding that the Hobbit movies are not good movies, right? Right. Yeah, okay. yeah. He didn't say anything about The Hobbit. He only said Lord of the Rings. Well, I mean, he has such good taste. So that yeah, right. Exactly. Sense in yeah. Yeah. All that. Turn
1: over a new leaf. If there's anybody that's into the epic, uh, Epic trilogy, especially fantasy in written form, it's that guy.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what a reader changed a lot. What a reader. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I mean, he's following that that strict pattern of have goals, but don't let very many people know. Yeah, that Hunter says that recommends, but we're (laughs) we're blowing that wide open right now. Yeah, I think the best thing to do though would be just to help. Because he did mention that the baby's coming along, books can get expensive. Yeah. It would be great if people inside of the Cody Fitness community could actually either hand me down all the Harry Potter books, just leave them on the desk there at, no. at Cody, or some of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. But I think what he's really after, and I don't want to spoil it, it's Christmas— but what he's really after is uh, something that he could put on the back of his truck that, like, indicates that he's a huge Lord of the Rings fan.
0: Yeah. Now, there there was one thing that he's missing. You know, they had the extended director cuts versions of the oh, trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. And he was kind of concerned that he wouldn't be able to pick one of those up, given the price range on it. Yeah. We're here to say that they, we know there are people in this community that are willing, that either own it or are willing to buy it for him.
1: Let's bind together.
0: Yeah. Bind together. You know what yeah. else I think would be great is if... He had a,
3: um, um, a a dwarf costume and a ticket to Comic Con. Ooh, yeah.
0: but not the Mississippi Comic Con because it's no trash, like, San Diego but like one, True, yeah. the real yeah. one. Yeah.
1: Well, it's just going to set him up for the next Friday Night Lights. That's Lord of the Ring based. Not for everyone else. Yeah. Like, let's not go crazy here. No. But Chris really has a goal. One of his life goals is during Friday Night Lights to be able to do that as Frodo. Ooh. Oh yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. So I don't I know. I mean, him look. and
0: I, we both kind of have the hype for it. So yeah, it makes sense. I know sense it's, that that's kind it's of where we challenging gravitate. times
1: economically for all of us, but I think Chris means so much to us <laughs> yeah. inside of this community. Yeah. I'm, surely we combine together. Like, I know, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Like, I'm in for the first Harry Potter book. Yep. Once you see that on the desk there, that's the cue to the rest of the game. The community. cue to the, open, the, open. the game is on. And
3: just any other fantasy book in general that you can that you might think you might like. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah yeah and we've got some friends that are in the vinyl business you know maybe when he has one of those really long days where he's coaching all those afternoon classes mm-hmm. what better gift than for him to walk out and see like maybe just one door you know we couldn't afford the whole truck yeah but maybe just one door wrapped in like a Lord of the Rings theme. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine a better gift. I hope he doesn't listen to this before it happens. Really. I don't, he never listens to this. <laughs> yeah, it's good, no, so. he doesn't to But, uh, you know, I think that'd be cool. It'd be cool if we were just like, maybe yeah. just like the uh, the profile of Gandalf. Ooh. Something yeah. Something like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Sky's but, the the Gandalf limit here. the white, not the gray. Yeah. He,
0: he likes the later versions yeah, better. Yeah,
1: Sky's the Limit here. Or just like, maybe on the back window of, of, of the Toyota, like, you shall not pass. Mm, oh, yeah, perfect, yeah. Man, that, that Maybe if he had, like, a good. staff
3: to use when he was coaching. Yeah. Yeah, well. I, there's something on it. Ben would know. There's probably something a PVC on PVC Amazon. Yeah, staff.
1: I've got it on a list, you know. Yeah, instead of that, <laughs> just, I could not imagine how fulfilling it would be for him if he was, like, He's looking for that next time that we have PVC pass-throughs yep. for the pre-workout, and yep. he's able to pull out that Gandalf staff, yep. and it's just so in, such an inspirational moment for him personally yeah. that the rest of the class catches on. What a magical day that would be. Yeah,
0: now key note here, he is more interested in the Gandalf the gray version staff over Gandalf the white. Yeah. He liked, now, the get-up, he likes white.
1: The true fans would know that already, but I'm glad you mentioned it. He likes the aesthetic. Everybody has their preferences. So just in summary, I think if we could just start with the books, that would be the best. And then maybe mid-year, that's when we roll out. He'll probably
0: be done with them by then. Yeah, that's
1: when we roll out all the other stuff where it's like really almost taking over his life.
0: That'd be cool. Yeah. So we just want to dedicate this episode to Cody, Coach Chris, Hmm. who brings alliterations to our hearts and fantasy to our minds. And we're just appreciative for it every single day.